From DeCamilla Capital Management in Sacramento, California, this is What's Cooking on Wall Street with your hosts, Dave DeCamilla and Ty Rickman. All right, everybody, welcome once again to the podcast. Uh, I know at the end of our last episode, we said we were going to continue our discussion on IRA withdrawals. But some things have been going on in the stock market the last couple of days that we felt needed addressing. So, Dave, the stock market, what's up with that? Well, Ty, the general rule is don't fight the Federal Reserve. And earlier in the week, uh, Jerry Powell was talking about tightening interest rates. And when that happens, if the Federal Reserve raises rates, constrains the money supply, makes credit a little tougher through higher rates and the cost of money, equities and stocks tend to not fare as well. The reason that the Fed is raising rates or slowing things down is that their job is to uh, take the punch bowl away from the party before it gets out of hand. In any case, uh, a lot of the institutions just take their money and run, and you're seeing a lot of selling pressure. The S&P's down today, 1.4%. The Dow's down a point and a half, that's 400 points, and the NAS is down almost two. And to a certain extent, this is probably necessary. You need to blow off some steam. The question is, is this a permanent condition? Are we going to be tightening for quite a long period? A lot of that's a function of how good the economy is. And you get into these discussions of how many angels can dance on the head of a pin. And what we're focused on here at Decamil Capital is the here and now, our clients, what they need to be doing to get through these periods. I mean, I've been in the trade 35 years. I can't begin to tell you how many Fed tightenings and Fed loosenings I've gone through. Business fundamentals carry the day. We're trying to strategically put our clients in places that can weather these storms and um, handle these tempests. Right. And so to your point, really when you're doing fundamental investing, which is what we do, you're looking at the companies themselves. You're looking at free cash flow. You're looking at their ratio. You're looking at things that tell you the company's healthy. And even in environments like this where the tide is ebbing, so to speak, for everybody, there are still opportunities and there are still places to go to find some growth. Oh, absolutely. Growth, value, income, cash flow. The stock market represents America's greatest companies. It's generally been a bad idea to bet against the U.S. economy. It's, it's not a good thing. You know, there's going to be periods, uh, 87, 89. There's been Russian currency crises, the tech bubble in 01, etc. The latest thing is in 08. We find many people, not everybody, uh, and it's kind of human nature, fight the last war. But really, the issue for clients, myself included, is participating in an earning stream into the future. Owning an asset today that will continue to grow, pay cash flow in the form of dividends, and stay ahead of inflation. Under that rubric, a 3.2% 10-year treasury really makes no sense. The inflation rate is 3. I can't, in good faith, put a client into a 10-year treasury. If they have a long-term horizon, the best performing assets in the long term are ownership instruments, equities. Because um, they rise with inflation. They, they actually create inflation. If you look at the cost of a McDonald's hamburger, in 1980 and look at one today, that's inflation. Well, guess what? The McDonald's shareholder is shared in that the whole way through thick or thin. Same way for any number of companies, whether they're in big pharma, utilities, tech, over time go up. So 
as a person, as an individual, we're charged with, gee, how do I protect myself into the future? Well, you need to own pieces of these enterprises, and you need one needs to own them for a long time. Uh, so a lot of this Fed tightenings and things, yeah, it's, it's all necessary. It's all part of the economy. But in the grand scheme of things, we expect it, and so do the managements of these various companies. So they're, they're, they've built their, their companies for the long haul, and their planning includes slowdowns in the economy. It's just part of business. It's part of the business cycle. Now we're seeing, as you mentioned, the tenure right below three and a quarter, mm-hmm. and that is scaring people out of the market. Is that a high interest rate historically? It can't be, right? Three and a quarter. One of the advantages of being in this for a long time, I remember we had perfectly good stock markets with six and seven and eight percent interest rates. I think it's a number it warrants paying attention to because it's kind of the cost of capital, sets the tone. For example, if you can own a company like we've been accumulating General Mills that pays a 4.5% dividend, uh, has a history of earnings and dividend growth, an A-plus rated company, I think that's a pretty good bet. So that the three and a quarter, 10% treasury kind of sets the edge and says, gee, I can own General Mills. What would I rather own for 10 years? A three and a quarter percent fixed income or General Mills. The other argument is what expenses do people have that are fixed? Auto repairs, home maintenance, insurance, food, travel, you name it, everything goes up. So the notion that, gee, I can be in a 10-year fixed instrument at three and a quarter percent and expect to maintain purchasing power is just not practical. It doesn't work. These sell-offs, when they occur, if you do have dry powder, it's always a good time to accumulate high-quality companies. If you're in assets that you're really not comfortable with, then I think it's probably a good idea to get rid of those. So, yeah, these periods kind of are a little good period for a reset. And an important question to ask yourself, I think, when faced with a situation like we have, is it affecting your current lifestyle? Right. You don't want to do anything that uh, will would affect your lifestyle. Can you sleep at night? Is the volatility that uncomfortable? Then I think you need to raise more cash. We pay attention to clients if they're really uncomfortable, then fine, we, we would tend to raise cash. But nevertheless, for the long-term investor, sell-offs aren't, aren't necessarily a bad thing. Would you rather buy your stocks high or low? Low means bad news, low means uncertainty, low means uh, fear, low means a lot of things that are kind of contra to the enthusiasm and everything of a rising market. So the pull-off, or the pullback, I should say, helps. It's a pressure valve. Your stocks can't go up unless they go down. Nothing nothing goes up forever. So you need these periodic pullbacks. As I say, as a reset, in a, it, it just helps the market. Got to hold fast. That's right. All right. So with the recent volatility we've seen in the market, you know, that calls for comfort food, if you ask me. So what would you recommend, Dave, as a good comfort food to deal with a market that's entering correction territory? Funny you should ask. <laughs> well, we're getting, Ty, we're getting into October. Weather's a little colder, and uh, my Italian grandmother would always make minestrone soup. And there's 10,000 Italian grandmothers, there's 10,000 recipes for minestrone soup. This happens to be mine, and I modified it. Um, essentially, my grandmother would use salt pork. I Sometimes I'm upscale, now I'm third generation Italian, I'll get some pancetta cook it in a pan with some olive oil, render it, add your celery, carrot, onion, some garlic, cook the vegetables, cook those down, add your water, a couple cups of water, can of good quality uh, tomatoes, a little bit of tomato paste, cook that for a while. Then at 
later, maybe in 15, 20 minutes, add some cabbage. If you don't like cabbage, you could add spinach. My grandmother would call it spinach. Put that in. They want a little green in, in the soup. Then we put in uh, some ditalini pasta. And some recipes calls for elbow. We don't we don't use that. And ditalini pasta. And then your beans can kind of come in. Definitely chickpeas. Drain those. Uh, drain all these. And a can of white cannellini beans drained. So you have the chichi beans and the cannellini beans. And then a firefighter told me this. Italian guy from Pittsburgh. He takes a half a can of vegetarian refried beans. Add those to the soup and it thickens it up a little bit. And uh, basically let it cook for another 30 minutes or so. And um, you, don't want the, you don't want the macaroni to get too mushy. So just when that gets done, you're pretty much ready to go. And I plate it up with some Parmesan cheese on the top. And you're, you're out the door. It keeps... You can freeze it, and it's terrific in, the, in a cold day or when the market's down 400, the Dow's down 400 points. Exactly. So hold fast. Hold fast, make some mini strudy soup, and uh, weather the storm. There you go. That's all you got to do. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Dave. You got it. Thanks, Dave.